Welcome to Beeson's Primetime Action on a Wednesday night. It's Gil Alexander live from the South Point along with, of course, the whole crew, Matt Brown, Daniel Alvari, Kelly Bidlin, uh, among other things tonight, basketball with JVT, Jonathan Vautobel, Andy McNeil with a bunch of hockey picks for us. Uh, later, Matt Brown will wow us with his knowledge of South American country capitals. <laughs> Tony LaRusse is at it again, apparently. Got to hear this. And, uh, oh, I'm looking forward to this. NFL Week 1 starting quarterback odds. That's always fun. Wells Fargo Championship as well. We'll do our contest, our, our draft, our one-and-dones. But first, we got some tip-offs and some first pitches. Yeah, several, first ti- several tip-offs here right now. So if you're ready to get in on the NBA, let's get after it. The Kings and the Pacers. Uh, right now, we sit with the Kings as six and a half point favorites in this one, about 239 and a half your total. Tyrese Halliburton is likely to miss the rest of the season there for the Kings. Harrison Barnes remains out for the Kings. On the Pacer side, Malcolm Brogdon and Jeremy Lamb both out for the Pacers. Wizards and the Bucks right now, the Bucks are three and a half point favorites, 243 and a half, 244 your total. In this game, Chris Middleton is out for the Bucks tonight. Grizzlies and the Timberwolves. These are all 8 p.m., 8, you know, 8.05, 8.10 tips here. So uh, if you're looking to get on any of these, get in on them now. Grizzlies and the Timberwolves. The Grizzlies, three-and-a-half-point favorites, 238, 238 and a half. Your total there, Jaron Jackson Jr. is out for the Grizzlies. On the, Sun, the Suns and the Hawks, this is, again, another 8 p.m. tip here. Suns. One-point favorites over the Hawks, 227.5, 228, depending on where you look. Your total, Jay Crowder, remains out for the Suns. It's going to be like the seventh or eighth straight game for him that he is missing. Another 8 p.m. Eastern, Sixers and the Rockets. Christian Wood, Daniel House out for the Rockets tonight. That is going to put us at a 15-point spread and for the Sixers. Eight, eight total players going for the Rockets tonight. Yeah. 15-point spread there for the Sixers. Don't let it get to overtime. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> 220, 220 and a half is your total there. In about an hour, we have the Knicks and the Nuggets as we sit right now. Nuggets, four-point favorites, 215 your total. And then at, uh, at 9 Eastern and 6 Pacific, we have the Spurs and the Jazz. Mike Conley. Out again for the Jazz. Six and a half point favorites are the Jazz over the Spurs. 218 and a half, 219. Your total there. And a couple of first pitches here. Uh, again, coming soon. We have the Indians and the Royals. That is Shane Bieber against Brady Singer. Right now, Bieber and the Indians. Minus 165 favorites. If you want the Royals, plus 145-ish you can find. Pirates and the Padres. Minus 240, you Darvish for J.T. Brubaker. Um... Two to one on the Pirates. We'll we'll circle back to this game after we uh, after we talk about these other ones. But a, a, a good point that we brought up last night on the show. Um, nice, Miguel, call, nice call by you. Uh, Mets, Miguel Castro, Cardinals, and Johan Advedo. Minus 118 favorites are the Cardinals. You are getting a little over even money back on the Mets and Castro. And we do have a, another First pitch here in about an hour and a half, Rays and the Angels, and then another one uh, in the Blue Jays and the A's. We'll preview those games a little bit later. But, yeah, circling back, uh, Gil, one of the one of the things we were talking about last night, and this is one of the things you'll hear us talk about on baseball, and especially as we get further into the season, is sometimes we're just going to play numbers and we're just going to not really worry so much about the teams involved. 
That being said, it did play out exactly like we talked last night. Denelson Lamette goes, he only goes two innings. He walks three, doesn't strike out. I mean, gives up four hits, doesn't strike out any. And in that, Gil, one of the things we found out with Denelson Lamette, and this is, look, look, small sample size, I understand that. This is two starts in a row. They've yanked him incredibly early. Last night, even worse, three miles an hour off his fastball, mm-hmm. two miles an hour off his slider. He does not look to be healthy, does not look to be right. Um, and again, now they didn't blow it out of the water or anything, but the Pirates did hold on, get the win in that one. We were able to cash that thing at plus 225. It worked out. Mm-hmm. It worked out. Yeah, it wasn't exactly as if the Padres' uh, pen gave it up uh, badly either, but the Pirates get it done 2-1. to one. Now, you, Darvish, is not Denilson Lamette. You would Correct. not say the same not thing tonight. So, not the same thing tonight, yeah. no. Uh, if anything, if you, if you had the stomach to lay that juice, I, I would do Padres or nothing uh, in this one tonight. Uh, so much going on. We got to ask about all this stuff, and we'll get updates from Kelly here momentarily. Just to uh, remind you, though, it is primetime action from Vison right here uh, from the South Point. Gil Alexander, Matt Brown, Danielle Alvarez. She will join us uh, next segment, and Kelly Bidlin here as well. Uh, Kelly, why don't we update what's going on right now? Yeah, we'll do. And uh, two, my two plays tonight. You guys got nothing going, right? Nothing no, pregame. I got the Knicks under. Pre-flop. That's right, Knicks under. You've got going. I've got. I do have two plays in those NBA starts that are just about to tip. I did play Hawks uh, plus one, really mainly off the Suns coming off that overtime game last night, back end of a back to back there uh, in Atlanta. Atlanta Bogdanovich playing tonight a little bit more healthy than they have been lately. And then I did play a very small play on the Timberwolves at home against the Grizzlies. Timberwolves, <laughs> past six games, they've been uh, top ten in the league in point differential. It's a scrappy team we've been we've been tracking the past uh, past month past month or so. Yeah, no, I had uh, I had two morning bets. I got lucky on the Reds, so one nothing winner in ten innings. I don't know if they necessarily even really deserve that win, but I'll take it. And then I also had the Mariners who got no hit. So I uh, split morning, split the morning. You know, this, uh, this I morning. always say if you. If if you back a no-hitter or a perfect game, you should get a supersized payout. You should lose twice as much. Yes, yes, yes. I back a team that got no hit today. One of one morning for me. Uh, so, uh, actually going on right now, starting in the NBA, uh, we've got Celtics and Magic at the half. Celtics up 63-45 at the half. Celtics 20-point live favorite. 220 is your live total. Blazers and the Cavs. Uh, this is 29-28 Blazers at the beginning of the second quarter. Not seeing any live numbers currently up for that game. Over in uh, the NHL, we've got Predators and Blue Jackets all tied up at 1. 15 minutes left in the second period in that game. Predators minus 170 live. The Blue Jackets plus 140. Your live total is 5.5. Juice to the under. Capitals and Rangers are finally at the end of the first period. It is 0-0. This game has been interesting. If you've been watching at home, we had a fight right off the bat. Mm-hmm. I believe I saw five uh, five penalties for fighting in the first ten minutes of the game. So it's uh, we've got it on one of the main TVs in here tonight. We'll be keeping an eye on uh, eye on that game. A li- uh, live numbers for that right now, though. Capitals minus 140. Rangers plus 110. Four and a half. Live total. Stars and Lightning all tied up at one as well. Uh, we got 14 and a half minutes left to go in the second period in that game. Lightning are minus 150 live. The Stars plus 125 and a half your live total. Over in Major League Baseball, the Marlins all over the Diamondbacks. Six nothing top of the fifth. Braves up on the Nationals. Five nothing bottom of the fourth. If you wanted to hop in live there, you can get 9-1 to one on the Nationals. 10.5 is your live total in that game. Phillies lead the Brewers 5-2, to two, top of the third. Phillies minus 450 live. Brewers plus 340, 
live total in that game. Cubs and Dodgers, 0-0, bottom of the second. Uh, Dodgers minus 150 live. Cubs plus 125.5, your live total. Yankees with a 2-0 lead over the Astros in the bottom of the third. Yankees minus 400 live. Astros plus 307.5 live total. And Tigers and Red Sox scoreless, bottom of the second inning. Okay. I have so much to talk to you guys about or to ask you guys about that I had to write notes here, like five different things. Uh, you have a choice, hockey, baseball, or basketball. Which would you like to do first? Let's do hockey. Let's start with hockey. Let's do yeah. hockey. Let's do it. Let's crescendo to basketball. Yeah, crescendo, yeah. All right, so the Rangers-Capitals thing you're talking about here, and we have Andy McNeil coming on later. Because we have to. it's rare that you go to your timeline and you see it flooded with hockey tweets. Yes. So explain. So, so we were here a couple nights ago. We briefly commented on this fight between – the Rangers and the Capitals, right? And Tom Wilson, of course, the Capitals was right in the middle of it, as he always is. It's the one sort of truism that you can always count on uh, in hockey. And they get in this massive fight, and the Rangers issue this statement um, after that game. I guess it was yesterday, or was it? I don't know if it was this morning. We ran it this morning on a numbers game where the Rangers, a, an actual National Hockey League team, issued a formal statement where they basically <clears throat> wrote a scathing. Uh, criticism of the NHL itself and saying they should have, you know, suspended Wilson indefinitely and they're, you know, they were disappointed in the NHL for not taking further action. And it was this, what do we call it, a split couplet? Because there was yes. a day in between. Day in between, yeah. Split couplet. So the Caps and Rangers, as you said, Kelly, they start their game today. By the way, they fired the Rangers after that statement, fired their team president and GM today before Whoa. after that statement. So... Well, here's the statement, by the way, and, and <clears throat> I can read it, but, but I don't want to go through the whole thing, but they're extremely disappointed, they said, I'll give you the highlights, that the Capitals' uh, Tom Wilson was not suspended for his horrifying, listen to the words, right, act of violence last night at MSG, uh, Wilson repeat offender, long history type of acts. Uh, we find it shocking that the NHL and the Department of Player Safety failed to take the appropriate action, suspend him indefinitely, and the reason they're upset is because uh, Artemi... Uh, uh, Panarin, he is, you know, they don't know. They don't know if he's playing again this season after that. A dereliction of duty. So they, the, the Rangers then fire their team president, John Davidson, GM J Jeff Gordon. We'll, we'll ask Andy McNeil about this later. But it's sort of the thing with, with fighting. And, Matt, you said this off air a little bit. On the one hand, there's a whole, there's a whole fan base. Yeah. They're waiting for fights. Yeah. On the other hand, come on. Like, to start a game. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody know? just threw down their gloves. Like, that's what happened? Yeah, that's what Kelly was that, telling us. No, like, they dropped the puck, and it was, like, straight out of a movie. I feel like Mighty Ducks or something. It, Everybody dropped stick gloves and went right at each and, other. And here we are, right? And this, and this is in hockey, and so everyone's just kind of like, oh, okay, whatever. Could you imagine, okay, first batter of the game, right? He steps into the batter's box, and, like, the guy just throws the first pitch, and he just drops his bat and runs out there and just starts <laughs> right, to fight. Exactly. Like, could you imagine? Like, that would never happen. And people would be like, what is this guy thinking? Like, yeah. this is the stupidest thing I've ever seen in my life. And, and, but, like, in hockey, we're kind of like, oh, yeah, that's just, you know, that's fine. Like, or, like, an NFL game on the kickoff, and someone just runs up and takes out the kicker or something yeah, on a cheap shot. Helmet off and, like, yeah, and just clubs the guy over the head or something. Like, we'd be like, what is this guy doing? And it's in hockey, hockey, we're just kind of like, oh, that was awesome. Yeah. Like, we're like, no, I mean, you know, is it? Is it really? I, mean, I don't know if it's, I don't anyway, know if it's awesome. Caps and Rangers scoreless today, in case you're wild. But we'll have to ask Andy about that. Yeah. Uh, baseball. John Means no hitter today. One, A, I owe John Means and the Orioles again an apology because I think before opening day I said, boy, could you imagine being the Orioles and having John Means as your starter? And uh, he throws a no-hitter today. A wild pitch prevented the perfect game. You were watching and you said yeah. it was outstanding. I thought it was one of the 
more fun no-hitters I've seen in quite a while because we're talking about a guy who, listen, it's really good stuff. It's not overpowering stuff. He's about 93, 94. And, like, you know, back in the day, that would be overpowering stuff. In today's Major League Baseball, that's pretty much the normal starting right. pitcher now, right? So, ho -ho. He, yeah, I mean, he, he's, he's 93, 94. But we're talking just un working up, working down, in, out, change up that was just falling off the table, completely befuddling the, the Mariners every time he threw the thing, mixing in a slider here and there to kind of keep them honest. It was just a really, really fun no-hitter to watch because, again, it was a guy who was, who was pitching. Like, it wasn't like, I've got this ungodly stuff, there's no way you're going to be able to hit it. Like, it was get ahead in the count, change their eye level, come up with a pitch, then come back down with a pitch, throw a, throw a change up, throw a slider, kind of a little bit off the plate. I mean, he was doing everything that if you've, you know, ever played baseball before, if you're a fan of pitching, that you were, that you'd be like really, really in on. And it was, it was awesome to watch. By the way, I was wrong. It was not a wild pitch. It was ruled a, a, a dropped third strike. Was it ruled a, a wild Oh, maybe not here. So it was none of that. Pardon me. I got bad information on that. The lone base runner reached on a dropped third strike. So per Elias, this is from David Behrman over to ESPN, it's the first time ever that a pitcher has thrown a non-perfect no-no with no walks, hit by pitches, or errors. Man. So we've had three no-nos this year, three no-hitters already. And so I, I guess the one question that needs to be asked is, because it's a three-outcome game now, right, walks, strikeouts, and homers primarily, doesn't this in some way make sense that we're seeing more yeah. no-hitters? Oh, for sure. Like, we should see, we should, I mean, we sh I shouldn't say we should see, but it would not surprise me if we saw an inordinate amount of no-hitters moving forward. Yeah, and especially, like, if this trend continues into next season when we have a little bit more normalcy, a little bit more time for these guys to prep and things like that leading into the season where these pitchers, because we already see pitchers coming in, you know, ahead of hitters, at the beginning of baseball seasons, typically as it is anyway. And so if we get back to where we have the, a normal offseason for these guys to do the training that they normally are able to do, I think we see even more then. Because like you said, unless there are some material changes made, which it does not look like there's going to be material changes made in the game of baseball, then like you said, I mean, the it's all about the launch angle. Yeah. It's all about hitting a home run. It's all about, you know, and with the shift in place now, it kind of makes sense that that's the case because you can't just be a good line drive hitter anymore because you just line it right into a shift, you know, and it, like you just line it right into, into where they're playing. And so um, I think we see even more of it until there is some sort of change. Maybe they take the shift away at some point. I don't know, but um, yeah, I agree with you hundred percent. Like there, there's going to be these days when dudes are not hitting their spots. We're going to see, like we saw there a 10, 10 spot in the first yeah. inning because everyone's swinging and knock it out of the park. And that's what we see. And then, Days, days when dudes are on, we're going to see no hitters. It also highlights also like the, it's one thing to throw a no hitter. It is inordinately more difficult to have a perfect game. Right. Cause you, I mean, it's just the margin of error. So razor thin, by the way, Dodgers uh, plus three twenty five remain your uh, short shot to win the world series. We threw this up on a side screen. Um, if they lose tonight, they're only two games above 500. <laughs> just want to point that out. Yeah. Uh, it's Bueller against Al Soleil for the Cubs going right now. Um, Last thing about baseball, Tony La Russa real quick last night because the, the the patience seems to be wearing thin in Chicago. Yeah, so this morning uh, it was the it was the the White Sox and the Reds, and if this thing gets to extra innings, tied at zero, and you start with a runner on second base, as we all know. Well, he put Liam Hendricks out, pitcher on second base to run, which what ended up happening was. Hendricks ends up on third base um, after 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 a slow ground out, and they they end up having runners on first and third. The guy on first tries to steal second. They just easily throw down to second because 
he's no threat to do the double steal or everything. They didn't even hesitate throwing down the second. They throw the guy out at they throw the guy out at second base. That was the second out of the inning, and then Billy Hamilton ends up striking out, and that, that's the end of the deal. They talk about it after the they talk to Tony Larusa at the end of the game. They're like, "Why'd you put Liam Hendricks out on second base to run?" He's like, "Oh, I thought I had to." He didn't know the rules. Because he was the next, he was the last out, the last out in the in the in the, in the, in the inning before. And he didn't know the rules. Oh man, he, he didn't know the rules. Ugh. That's, that's, <laughs> that's unfortunate. That is brutal. Oh man. Anything we say beyond this would would qualify as ageism. So we're yeah. not going to say we're anything. not going to do it. But yeah, but they go on to lose the game. Yeah, you know they go on to lose the game. The red score in the bottom of the tenth, and then they end up losing one to nothing in in that game. But yeah, it was just it was. Uh, it, it was hard to watch. I mean, they're like, "Why'd you do?" It? He's like, "I, uh, I, I didn't, I didn't know that. Uh, I didn't know that I could have someone else out there." I was like, "A oh. uh, couple basketball thoughts here before, before the first break." Sorry to do stream of consciousness tonight, Kelly. Apologize for this. Oh, uh, Celtics tonight. I know basketball betters who never bet basketball sides; they only bet totals. Why were they so happy to bet the Celtics minus twelve today? And by the way, so far so good, right? The Celtics are beating the, I mean, besides the fact that the Celtics obviously are a better basketball team than Orlando, they're up 18 at the half. Was there anything personnel-wise that made them so want to bet this? I mean, not that I'm aware of. I mean, honestly, we were, we were talking about this a little bit before the show. There was, I mean, Brown was out for the Celtics. I mean, the Celtics were missing, guys. Um, that was one that I, I did not fully, I, I didn't even look at. The spread was huge huge to me, Gil. It was not a situation where we kind of talk about, you know, maybe tying a money line into a parlay, but, you know, Boston's on the road, so I didn't really look at that. I, I, I'm surprised to hear it, but it wasn't a game that I was interested in. At all I mean, right. maybe... Maybe because Orlando started two guys named Mo, and like I don't know if you ever the, the Mo Wagner and Mo Bamba like both in the <laughs> that, starting that lineup. Triggered a bet, and it was just kind of like okay, oh, we got. If you're starting two guys named Mo, we're we're, we're a complete fade here. <laughs> that being said. I mean, the lineup's terrible, right? I mean, Orlando. I mean, yeah, they're horrible. a horrible team. I mean, yeah. they are one of the worst teams in the league that has given up at this point. I mean, right. so you could, but you could clump that with. But Orlando's I, like that all the time. I guess what I'm saying I is, mean, you could put the Cavs in that situation. Look what they did last night. They took one of the best teams in the Western Conference to overtime. I mean, they didn't cover, but you know, they still took them to overtime. Kelly, it's like some of us say on Passover. Why is this night different from all other nights? I just want to know why that <laughs> game is different from all other games. I'll, I'll ask the, I'll ask the source, the person who's betting this. I'll ask, what, what was it about this that made them run? Yeah, I mean, just for but just for just for the right, the, the starting lineup was Mo Wagner, Mo Bamba, Cole Anthony, Gary Harris, and um, Dwayne Bacon. And Dwayne Bacon, yeah. So, <laughs> but like, I, I don't think just that, to let you know, yeah. But still, yeah, I don't yeah. think that's very. I mean, besides Terrence Ross not playing, this is basically what they've been rolling out. I mean, since Vooch got traded to the Bulls, at least. I will seek an answer to this question because I'm curious. Uh, and the last thing I mentioned, uh, you know, I was trying to get folks to post play-in game props. Well, we succeeded in one global shop, a pretty, uh, you know, one of the biggest global shops, in putting up the first dip of the toe. And when I say dip of the toe, I really mean that because it is a severely limited play-in prop um, for both the Eastern Conference and the Western Conference, and the only thing being offered right now is, will a 10th seed in the NBA West make the playoffs? A 10th seed. So remember, 7 plays 8, 9 plays 10. Winner of 7, 8 gets the 7th seed. Winner of 9, 10 plays loser of 7, 8 for the 8th seed. So if you're a 10th seed, you've got to win two basketball games to get into the playoffs. 
By the way, I love the NBA. I'm so glad you explain this still every time. You have because to. I'm like, oh, yeah, I forgot that other one little detail. You have to. People, silly. People, yeah, it's, it is silly. So the, it's will a 10th seed in the NBA West make the playoffs? The yes is plus 545. The no minus 900. In the East, the odds on the yes or the bang for your buck is a little shorter. Plus 351. Will a 10 seed make the playoffs? The no is minus 500. Uh, I played the yes in the East at plus 351 at the severely limited amount. With the with those Wizards circled, I'm uh, guessing? 100%. Yeah. Just about the Wizards. Wizards, by the way, four-point uh, pre-flop dogs against a Bucks team that's on a back-to-back. I mean, you, you sent that text over to us. I thought those numbers I, uh, those numbers looked pretty spot on, but that, that would be the only way I'd play it with that team in mind. Yep. It's only Wizards. I wasn't thinking, hey, I think the Pacers could get, you know, it was, it was all about <laughs> the Wizards and Westbrook. And Beal. And then there was no one in the, and conversely, there was no one in the West where I felt good enough to. to yeah, I wouldn't mess with, I wouldn't yeah. want to mess around with that. I mean, the Spurs, we joke about all the time. We don't talk about a ton on here, but yeah. to me, it's been a tough team to get a feel for all season. The Grizzlies not playing nearly as well, uh, you know, as, as they were a few weeks ago. Um, and then, the, I mean, war, you're talking Warriors, Blazers, and potentially Lakers. All right, we're going to do who's going to take the first snap on a few teams in the NFL. Can't wait for that. Bears, Niners, Patriots. Danielle will join us next. We'll find out what she's betting. She's a freight train, and I might owe her an apology. We'll have to come back and find out. Coming back, JVT will join us. Andy McNeil, it's VEASAN's Primetime Action. Material DraftKings VIPs enjoy exclusive benefits, enhanced promotional offers, top tier customer support, access to personalized contests, and more. Visit DraftKings.com/VSIN to learn more. Plus, everyone can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, and new customers can get up to one thousand dollars as a sign-up bonus. Sign up using the promo code VSIN. That's V-S-I-N to claim your exclusive offer. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call one eight hundred Gambler or in Indiana one eight hundred nine with it. Must be twenty one or older. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gil. Daniele. Yes. I think I owe you an apology. I'm not sure if I owe you an apology, but I think I owe you an apology. We ran a clip, as you know, from, yes. from the numbers game today. This morning. And, and, a, and a couple people on, 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 I don't know. It was just, it was one of these things that was just a funny exchange. And it wasn't meant at all in any way to, uh, in any way disparage you. And only a couple people took it that way. But you handled it so perfectly on Twitter so just always pitch perfect. So you're marvelous and we meant nothing by it. Thank you. No, uh, I get it. But I mean, I'm not, I'm not allergic to winning Gil. So no, I know that's what, that's what, <laughs> by the way, what it was is Danielle keeps winning on no first run, uh, first, uh, first inning runs. And it continues today. I actually did bet one yes run in the first inning today. And that also hit. So that was nice. That was the Phillies game. So, so. Uh, you're a freight train. You so these, yeah, I, I can't no get one can it. read a first inning like me. Actually, looking at this, though, I mean, I think the Nervous. conversation we were having at the end of last segment, actually, I'd like to talk to, Oops, I'd, I'd, I'd actually like to talk to some people. Royals. 
I think that lends credence to the no first run in first no no run oh, what first we inning. What about. we were just talking about. Maybe you're right. Where where Maybe you're right. The game has become yeah so much dependent on the home run, and and the strikeout is so prevalent that if you don't give up a first round dong. Then basically, then basically, you know. So again, maybe the thinking of this needs to evolve as well. Absolutely, with the right. changing with the changing of the game. That is a perfectly valid comment, mm-hmm. and everything in betting changes. And if you don't change with it, you'll be Gotta left be ahead in the of dust. the curve. So maybe, <laughs> maybe you are just ahead of it all. Maybe TikToking and no first runs. But yes, no Indians Royals runs. that just came through, but that was the heaviest juice one there, minus one fifty. Almost didn't play that because of it, but I was like, eh. Winner video. Let's do it. Look at her. Every night. This is winner. Winner, winner, chicken. Dinner. So that's the first of three on the nose. Rangers yeah, twins, I had Blue some Jays earlier A's. today as well. I think I had six total today on the no run first innings. And, and Ranger twins a winner. You're a Ranger, Ranger twins, twins winner. Yes, the top second already. I know that that one was delayed, so it got underway. Yep, yep. scoreless first inning, top of the right. second. Take zero, another zero. one. So that is also a winner. Um, I, I had two yes run first innings, actually. So I think I said I had one. Brewers-Phillies, that did come through, which was nice because that was plus money, plus 110. Um, but I also did Astros-Yankees to have a run in the first inning. They did not. So. Um, well, it's okay to lose one. It's okay. Yeah. yeah I'll allow yeah. it. Yeah. And then you got some hockey. Yeah. Um, I made these last night, actually. Uh, Sharks-Avalanche coming up later on tonight. I bet the Sharks uh, plus one and a half the other night when they played as well. Um, They're always right there with them. I even wanted to go so far as to bet them on the money line the other night. But luckily, I didn't because they did end up losing by one. But yeah, hopefully they can stay within one again with the Avalanche tonight. And then Stars-Lightning over five and a half. That's going on right now in the second period, one to one, I believe. It's a sensational point you made, uh, Mr. Brown, because... It almost, uh, I'll put it another way, it's almost like unless you're a pitcher who can't find the strike zone, like heavy walk pitchers, beware. Right. But short of that, maybe the old uh, template doesn't really apply anymore to how we used to bet. Which is how the game has evolved, right? Yeah. Like, like you're saying, I mean, there's no, you're, they're teaching these guys like not to hit line drives these days. Like uh-huh. it is like, it is a fundamental thing. Like in minor leagues, you hear about these huge, awesome prospects and they're like, yeah, they'll probably move him up once he increases his launch angle. You know, I mean, they're like they're like teaching the launch angle in the minor leagues because they they want these guys to be lifting the ball. Like they want these guys to be to, to and it's hard. I mean, again, it's hard to blame them whenever you look at, at what's going on. I mean, like it's run. We talked about this a couple of weeks ago, but it's run a few people out of the league. Like yes. like it's run a few people out of the league. They can't get hits anymore. The shift and the way that they made a living is like they 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 can't play anymore. Well, what we're saying with the, the shift itself. Uh, who are good? Jay Bruce, Brian McCann. It caused their careers yeah. to end, yeah. basically, or shorten their careers because it's like they can't. Yeah. They, they can't were awesome solve line it. drive hitters, yeah. like through the and, and the and the gap that was used to be there is no longer there. Which, which can you imagine? Like, yeah, why'd your career end? The shift. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> did, you, did you get old? No, the no, shift. The shift. Um, no. it, it's awful. But, I hit too many line drives. But like, what do you mean you hit too many line drives? Yeah, I hit too many line drives. That's the old discussion, though. Like, did analytics ruin the game of yeah. baseball, right? Like, analytics got so good that you figured out how to defend guys, and it just ruined any sort of excitement <laughs> level. You know, it's a whole thing. Um, yeah, it, that's one of the things on the table, by the way. Will they ban yeah, the shift? It really is. Hey, hey. Oh, Lightning take a lead over the Stars, so 2-1 to one in that game. Need three more goals. Girls on fire. Go for it. I believe Alicia Keys has a song about that. <laughs> uh, we'll come back. These are great. Who's taking the first snap 
for the Patriots, the Niners, and perhaps most interestingly, once again, it's the Bears. Coming back on Prime Primetime Action. that our VEASAN experts are covering every sport on the board this spring to find the best bets every day. And now is a great time to invest in your long-term betting success. We provide all the tools you need to make the most informed bet every time, even if it means telling you when not making a bet is your best option. Our 24-7 video coverage, data, and analysis on vcin.com, daily members-only best bet emails, and in-depth coverage of every major event in Point Spread Weekly are all designed to improve your sports success year-round so your bankroll lasts longer and you can increase your sports betting IQ. Learn from our experience and put our team to work for you today with our vcin 10-day free trial at vcin.com slash subscribe. Yo. Okay. These are so good. What do you got for us here, Danielle? Oh, you want to get right into these. Oh, yeah, because I have other things to say, but I'm like, let's let's spend as much time on this All right, as week one starters. Let's start with the Bears because this one has the least obvious favorite, surprisingly, at least based on the odds. Andy Dalton, minus 167 to be the Bears week one starting quarterback. Justin Fields, plus 160, and Nick Foles at 9-1. to <laughs> the reason, Can I just start? The reason I laugh at this is because we did this for the Bears last year, right? It was mm-hmm. Nick right. Foles versus Mitch Trubisky. Yeah. And all of us, well, I won't say all of us, I, I certainly said, well, the Bears definitely should start Nick Foles opening day because if if Mitch Trubisky falters, mm-hmm. you'll kill the kid's confidence when you put Foles in inevitably. Right. So what did the Bears do? They started Mitch Trubisky opening mm-hmm. day. Yeah. Right. So, Bears stuff. And by week three, I think Dalton was in. So, uh, by, uh, pardon me, uh, Nick Foles was in. So here we have it now. Same team. Nick Foles still involved. He's the long shot. Dalton minus 167, Justin Fields. This would not be a confident situation because Andy Dalton is perfectly used to being a backup at this point. Yeah. I would feel fairly confident in betting Dalton because I do believe this is one of those scenarios of they know that Fields will play at some point, but it like it's just not going to be first I snap of the first. Out. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, I, I I feel like it's a, a pretty solid scenario where Dalton plays the first three to five games, and then he does Dalton things where it's like yep. he's not good, but he's not bad. That's it's right. just like completely lukewarm. We need a spark. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. completely lukewarm. And then they go, okay, we're going to bring the kid in and like, he's going to go after it, you know? And so, uh, you know, and one of the biggest things that they say uh, in, in any of the, any of the quarterbacks will tell you this is, is, you know, just the adjustment of learning the playbooks and things and, and, and all of that is, it's just, it's just a lot, you know, mm-hmm. and like in trying to figure out how to run these offenses and, and try to figure out how to do that and like getting even that extra month in the season, extra three or four weeks, yeah. like can can help these kids a, a ton, you know. And so for me, I mean, one sixty seven actually seems like a pretty good price, to be perfectly honest. Like, I mean, it's I think the it's least Dalton, juiced of the. Bunch I think it's we're Dalton like eighty percent of the time. I, I guess the one thought I had on this was, I mean, Dalton, who's yeah, he got he got his playing time last year, but he's on you know he's on the decline a bit in his career, and it's. Like, are, have they completely given up on Foles? Like, is there no chance of Foles? I think it's worth bringing up. Because, like, 9-1's a big number. And <laughs> yeah. if he kind of plays better than Dalton, then, like, like Matt, I think you're completely right where it's when you get into week three, week four, week five, and then Fields is taken over. But 
could it be fools that it's those weeks, those first out? few weeks instead? I, I don't. That's a big number to me. Let me let me just throw out one other wrinkle here since we're uh, since we're spitballing. Kids say that. Yeah. Um, we're workshopping here. I don't know what we're doing. Um, remember, this is first snap. So people have bet this kind of market before. There was a famous one with the Dolphins some years ago, and Ronnie Brown took the first snap of the year in a Wildcat. And so oh, everybody lost Everybody lost their bets because then the real starter came in on the second snap. Uh, imagine if they were like, let's roll Justin Fields out there <laughs> for the first snap of this to make people go crazy, and then, and then we'll back. just pull him from the game. I think the Nick Foles comment, though, is a worthwhile one. Nine sure. to one is pretty juicy. Who knows? I don't think I'd bet it, but if it got to, to like 10 to one or higher, I'd probably take a flyer on that. Well, in yeah. terms of learning a new playbook, like Matt was talking about, would Nick Foles be the option there? He's been around. Yeah, but Dalton's but, the veteran. Yeah, and Dalton better. knows, the, Dalton's he knows the language and he yeah. knows the, you know, he, he got knows the experience. Yeah, he knows the system. He knows all the different things. Well, like that. and based like, on what Gil said happened last year with what you guys thought would happen, don't you kind of have to fade the Bears' decision making? And maybe, a, maybe it is just a spectacular Fields. point. It is the best point of all of this. They're not, I mean, you guys might be making the best point, but are they going to do what people think they're going to do? That is the logical one with Andy Dalton, but yet you're dealing with the Bears. So, yeah. I don't know. Just makes it, a, it makes it a really fun discussion. Yeah. Should we look at the 49ers as yes, well? Yes, please. All right, so Jimmy Garoppolo, the favorite here, minus 400. Jimmy G, just bet it right now. Trey Lance, 3-1. Yeah. to one. Josh Rosen on the board still, 25-1. to one. And Nate Sudfeld, 33-1. to one. Can you imagine if Rosen got the first now? Yes, Rosen one. He throws it on a Rosen a, a Rosen rope. Come on. So this is interesting because these these this this has moved significantly actually. So Garoppolo's two seventy eight right now. Now really Lance is two twenty this, this morning. Yes, Rosen yes. is thirty three, and Sudfeld is forty. Bet even more on Garoppolo. Wow, that's not, yeah. This was I made these this morning. I did make them this yeah. morning, but yeah. So um, yeah, I think wow. the Garoppolo is is definitely a bet here. I mean. Now, Shanahan now? has Shanahan's been shady and he's been shifty and he's lied. I'm not going to say he's lied to people, but he's you know. I think he played it smart. Yeah, I mean, there's been smoke screens and things like that, but he came out flat out and said, "We do not have plans for Trey Lance to start Week One. We yeah. do not think he is going to be ready to start Week One." And Lord knows we can believe everything Kyle Shanahan yeah, says. Yeah, right, right. So yeah, I mean, so <laughs> take that for what it's worth. Yes. But he definitely was saying that it was going to be Garoppolo. Week one, he said. I mean, to the to the point where he said, "Jimmy is our starting quarterback." I, it's Jimmy G. Come on. Yeah, and yeah now, I'm not sure I'm laying four dollars, but yeah, with that yeah. big of a shift, yeah. two seventy might be in the range worth laying. Again, the the wrinkle of, hey, do you just put in the rook for one play? We don't know yet if their first game is at home, Bears or Niners or anybody yet. Yeah. So schedules that, to follow. If, yeah. if you're if you believe in what the nonsense I'm talking. Hey, put him in for one snap. People go crazy. If there's a home game, who knows? And at least with this one and, and with the Bears, you are talking situations where those are guys who are running quarterbacks with quarterbacks that cannot run at all in Garoppolo. and. I will Ford say at 33 and 40 on, on Rosen and Sudfeld. <laughs> They're big numbers. There might be worth a little bit. Like, Stop it. There might be worth a little bit of value putting it on them for just in case this whole – this, Jimmy this whole, the, the whole thing that we're getting about, yeah. oh, Jimmy G's perfectly fine with this. We hadn't heard him say he's perfectly fine with this. I did hear him say he's fine. He, with yeah. he, he said it. I, I heard an interview where he sounded pretty cool. Yeah, he yeah, yeah. he sounded he's, like he understood I, what was what going I on. What I heard was, I'm so good looking, it doesn't matter. But what he actually said <laughs> was, no, I'm good with everything going on. Yeah, I mean, yeah. there's like, I, I guess my ego's 
I guess my well, you know what? I'm not getting paid what he's getting paid. No. Yeah, I mean, like you know, you do it These are all for me. I'm sitting account. here thinking, like, oh, really? You want me to be a placeholder for six weeks? Cool. Yeah. You know, Jimmy G ain't Aaron Rodgers, right? He sort of has to realize it. and is he's yeah. still getting twenty. I was going to say he's still. I'm saying I'm not getting yeah. paid. What he's getting paid. Like, uh, Patriots? Patriots, real quick, I guess. Yes, the palindrome conundrum here. Cam or Mac? Cam Newton minus four hundred. <laughs> Mac Jones five to one. Or Jared Stidham six to one. So this is now Cam Newton two eighty six. Mac Jones three hundred and Stidham eight. To Mac get in action. Let's let's talk Some about Mac this shifts? after the break, real quick. Let's talk about this after the break. Yeah. Could you in any way want to bet Mac Jones here? Uh, we'll get to everybody's thoughts on that. Coming back, and we'll also talk some uh, some basketball with our senior NBA analyst at VEASAN, Jonathan Von Tobel, on the other side of VEASAN's primetime action. the DraftKings Sportsbook now and get a deposit bonus up to $1,000. Simply download the app and use promo code VSIN, that's V-S-I-N, to get started with the only top-rated sportsbook that matters, DraftKings. You can bet on it. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER or if you're in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for full terms and conditions. Gil. Real quick on this Patriots first snap. Yeah. Cam now uh, south of 300 as well. Minus 278, is it? What did you say? 286. Yeah. 286. Yeah. I mean, I think you have to bet Cam. Even Drew Bledsoe started before Tom Brady got in. This is the one I feel the most confident about, that it would be Cam Newton. Yeah, un- unless Mac is just so <laughs> impressive, right? I mean that, or I don't. Like I kind of have the same thought. On, <laughs> I kind of have the same thought on this one as I had on the Bears. Like there is a a a quarterback there who's been there for a bit, and Stidham who knows no. the system. Oh, you know, no. no way, Stop no way. It. Stop it. Fine. No. Fine. You're in the penalty. No you're fun. in the, you're no. the penalty box. Put that kid. In the they box. wouldn't have re-signed Cam if they had any faith in Stidham. You imagine Stidham? Of course, injuries will affect all of this. Uh, but Cam has got to be the uh, got to be the play there, I would think. Um, we'll follow all those because there's got to be other teams as well. Those are cool to uh, talk about. Those are all courtesy. And the guys downstairs cut Kelly's mic for the rest of the segment. <laughs> He's in the penalty box. <laughs> penalty Ke- box. Kelly, Kelly's mic is cut now for the five rest of the minutes segment. for slashing. <laughs> uh, all right, let's talk some uh, basketball NBA with Jonathan Von Tobel, the senior NBA analyst at the Vegas Stats and Information uh, Network. You can follow him at me JVT. What's happening, JVT? Nothing much, guys. You know, pretty good slate today. We're down to the nitty-gritty. We only got about seven games left for all these teams, so I'm excited. Nothing's settled. Like, this is the cool part about this play-in and everything else that's going on. Yeah, so let me ask you first. I just bet something in a faraway place, JBT. It's the first play-in prop that is out there, and it is specifically, will a 10th seed make the playoffs? Will a 10th seed make the playoffs? And the yes in the Western Conference was, and I want to get this exact, I did not bet the yes in the, in the Western Conference. I did in the Eastern Conference because I'm thinking Wizards. Mm-hmm. But the yes in the West was plus five, uh, plus 545, uh, minus 900 on the no. 
in the East, plus 351, minus 500 on the no. I bet the uh, plus 351 thinking Wizards, would you have done the same? Yeah, you know, I, I think the one thing that would maybe get you, Gil, is that they just keep winning and they're no longer the 10 seed, right? So it's specific to the 10 seed. So they're only a half game behind Indiana. So if it's like Indiana who falls into that slot, uh, then I think that would be relatively tough. Pacers have kind of been on a little bit of a lull here. What are they, four and six in their last 10 games? But if it's the Wizards, which is, I, if you assume this what you're handicapping there, absolutely. This team, you know, I've said it a couple of times now, they, they should be favored to take one of these two play-in spots. Charlotte's starting to get healthy, but as much as I love the Hornets, they're still a flawed defensive team. I think you have the Indiana Pacers we just talked about. So I would say absolutely. I'd be totally down with that. And to talk about the Western Conference really quickly, you know, I think if you hope that Memphis falls in that 10 seed, Memphis would be very alive to be one of those 10 seeds that make it in the postseason. But I would absolutely agree with the thought that if it's the Wizards, I'm totally in on that, that kind of a price. John, we do have two tips here in about 20 minutes, one of which is the Knicks and the Nuggets. Nuggets favored by four at home over the Knicks. 215, the total in this one. Uh, one, thoughts on the game, and then two, what are what have you taken away from this Nuggets team over now that we have at least a little bit of a sample size with Jamal Murray out? So first with this game, you know, it, it's pretty surprising, Matt. Like we've seen this now consistently. The market just doesn't believe in the New York Knicks for the most part, right? Like we've seen all these numbers in terms of kind of moving against them for the most part. This opened up three and a half or now four the three and a half are starting to pop back up again. But you just look at it from Denver's perspective. Will Barton's not playing. P.J. Joser's not playing. Monte Morris isn't playing. We know that Jamal Murray's already out. So, like, this team is really limited in terms of the bodies that are available in its backcourt. Oh, and by the way, Nikola Jokic is available, but he's dealing with a foot issue, too. So, he's not even 100% healthy right now. So, just looking at it from that perspective, the Knicks are going to have pretty much all hands on deck, except for Mitchell Robinson, who's been out for a very long time already. Again, we talk about a team who is 12-1 straight up in their last 13 games, 14-1 against the spread in their last 15. And from a defensive standpoint, they have regressed positively. Like in terms of the wide-open shots they're giving up, they were in the first half, much fewer wide-open shots in the second half. The shooting has regressed too in those shots as well. So they're playing a much more sustainable form of basketball. So I took a little bit of four here with the Denver, or excuse me, with the, uh, the New York Knicks. And as far as the Nuggets go, big sample size, I just met, I think it's tough. Like if they're going to continue to deal with injuries like this, in the postseason, mismatches are hunted so much more than they are in the regular season, especially when these games in certain positions start to slow down. And like a guy like Facundo Campazzo is a really good dynamic energy type guy. But when you're like, and I'm exaggerating, but you're like 410, you're going to get hunted almost every single time out there on the floor. And I think that's going to be something that they can exploit. If there's going to be a lack of bodies in this backcourt, I find it really hard for this team to make it past like a Western Conference semifinals berth, given who their first round opponent is. And that's going to be really important. Talking to Jonathan Von Tobel, uh, senior NBA analyst at VEASAN, also host of the Hardwood Handicappers podcast, and filling in with Matt Humans on Follow the Money this week. You have Brian Windhorse as a guest on Friday, JT. Yeah, yeah, Windhorse is going to come on. I'm really excited. There's a lot to talk about. Only 11 minutes to get to it with him. So, yes, Windhorse is going to be on with us on Friday. He's got an 11 minute hard out. Um, yeah. Let me ask you a, a handicapping question. Just a, a simple do you ever consider this kind of thing? when approaching an NBA tip-off or in any NBA game uh, pre-flop. Uh, I was mentioning earlier on the show, so Boston is playing Orlando. Boston's beating Orlando by 25 after three. Now, besides the 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 knowledge that everybody has, the Celtics are are just a f- far better basketball team than Orlando, and Orlando is in in tank. Uh, I have a guy who is a, one, one of the best totals better that I know that decided tonight he was going to bet the Celtics just randomly out of the blue. First side I've seen him bet all year. And so I asked him just now via text, why is it that you bet this randomly? 
And he said, mainly situational. Orlando's trying to tank, yet off. Now, here's the part where I'm going to ask you about, JBT. Yet, they're off back-to-back upset wins, and Boston is well-rested, road favorite, off a loss. Lots of late-season database angles revolving around those concepts. And then he does that, personnel-wise, Orlando's sitting a lot of guys as well. But do you ever do anything like that, situational, database capping like that? So I'm not, I'm, I think one of my flaws is I generally, I, I don't want to say ignore situational, but it's at the bottom of my list in terms of like, you know, the ingredients I use to handicap a game, right? But I'll say like, instead of situational, this is a really good example of a team that was playing above its skis, right? You look at Orlando, the games and the teams that they had beaten, we're talking about Memphis, Cleveland was in there. I think Detroit of the games that we're talking about, like three of the four wins that they had come uh, over this four game stretch. So you kind of realize that against the opponents that they were playing, it is somewhat explainable, the success, but against a team like Boston, you'd expect a very big step back in terms of the absences. So a situational, maybe that's kind of similar, but I'm not really massive on situational spots. And I think it is kind of a flaw. I mean, the other day, Atlanta was in a really poor situational spot against Detroit, right? Uh, They had just come off of that big fourth quarter comeback against the Milwaukee Bucks. It's the lowly Pistons who are sitting everybody. And sure enough, Pistons stay within a pretty big number. If I remember correctly, they won that game outright. Uh, But regardless, situations are handy. And I just feel like I should use them more often because they do pay dividends. And this is one of those situations. With what we know of, of the Lakers right now, with what we know with you know Anthony Davis not necessarily playing at the level he was playing at the beginning of the season, with uh, LeBron James basically saying he didn't know if he's going to be completely healthy for the rest of the season and obviously having to miss in a couple more games with what's going on with his ankle, what do you, what's the floor and what's the ceiling? Because, I, I mean, they're still only like 350, 375 to win the championship. I, that is like not enough for me right now, but maybe I'm just a little bit down on them with the things that I've seen here. So what do you, what, what's the floor and the ceiling do you think for this Lakers team? No, I, I completely agree with that. That's not enough at all. When you're looking at the way this team is looking right now and, and constructed big picture wise, Matt. So I think this, the floor is, I, I think clearly the floor is not even making the postseason, right? right? If you talk about the fact that LeBron James is injured, remember Dennis Schroeder's not playing either. We're talking about a 10 to 14 day absence that he's in the middle of right now. So if they go into a play in situation, maybe Dennis Schroeder's not available. And then you're talking about them, of course, dinged up LeBron and Anthony Davis. So that's, a, I think, the obvious floor right there where they lose a play in situation. The ceiling is. Uh, like we're talking Western conference finals. Like you have LeBron James, you still have Anthony Davis when you, in the NBA where star power is very important, you're going to be able to do a lot of things. And on top of that, we have to account for the big picture in the entire conference, right? The only team right now that is fully healthy are the Phoenix Suns, right? Mm-hmm. Every single one of these teams is dealing with something at this point to a key member of their teams. So if we're talking about LeBron James coming back, getting like three games under the belt, they make their way out and they're in the postseason, And then you get a shorthanded Denver team. You get a Utah Jazz team that has not only just from a poor matchup perspective, has nobody to handle with you, but then you get banged up Mike Conley and Donovan Mitchell maybe still either missing or not 100%. And then you get to the Western Conference Finals. Like, there's a path there. So I would say, like, there's some extremes here, but I think that's probably the floor of the ceiling, right? Western Conference Finals birth potentially in the NBA Finals and not even making it to the postseason due to all the injuries that they're suffering at this point. 10 to 1 on the no at DraftKings for the Lakers. 10 to it one. was 12 to 1 the other day, by the yeah. way. So On the no. No, don't make the playoffs. Yeah. It's interesting. It's interesting. That was a big win. They held on against Denver the other night. That was huge. Yep. Uh, real quick, because we only have 60 seconds left, JVT. We, we, all of us, were, including yourself, we're all too close to the sun with betting. We never just step back and ask you the random sports radio question, which is, um, so here we are, you know, just a little before the playoffs. Just tell us who you think's in the finals and, and who are the only teams that have a shot at it. 
So I think right now I've kind of committed. I think the Clippers are going to make it to the NBA Finals. You know, I like this team. They're a good three-point shooting team. Their key players are back on the floor together. And, Gil, I, I'm going to assume that I'm getting James Harden on the floor. And if I'm getting James Harden, it's going to be a Nets-Clippers series. Now, I think there's a lot of teams that can win it. I think there's the three teams, the obvious choices in the Eastern Conference. And then in the Western Conference, I, you know, I want to say there's three, but these injuries really cloud the picture. I'd say Clippers. I would say the Phoenix Suns. And I would probably say the Los Angeles Lakers if I know they're going to be fully healthy. But And that would be the order. I think I would pick them in. But my finals right now, it's going to be Clippers and Nets if we get to the NBA Finals. That's my opinion. John, you have given us the correct answer. The correct answer is Nets and Clippers. That is absolutely It's <laughs> my new you. thing. I ask questions and I just wait to see if I agree with the answer. Or not. Thank you, John. Appreciate it. And uh, nice job on uh, Follow the Money with Matt this week. Thank you, guys. Really appreciate it. Jonathan Von Tobel, at me, JVT. And again, the uh, podcast is Hardwood Handicappers. Looking forward to them having Windhorse on on Friday. Should be fun. You're watching the. Uh, you're intently watching the uh, the Dodgers take a bigger lead on the Cubs. It was just inter- it was just it was just interesting. They they were they were flirting for a while and then finally, yeah, finally, yeah. Dodgers up uh, two to nothing over the Cubs right now in the top of the fifth. Dodgers trying to get off the Schneid, not get swept by the Cubs. We'll come back. Uh, we'll talk some hockey with Andy McNeil. We'll update everything going on in sports on the other side right here on Decent's Prime Time Action. <laughs> 